Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Well, we're back again uh, for another week of talking with our, our, our coach, and friend, John Obaluski. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing well, Jim. Good to be with you. Good. I can't believe this is episode 10. This is number 10 in the books here right now. It's been great. Tell us a little bit about the feedback. What have people been telling you about the podcast yeah. so far? We are really getting great feedback uh, yeah. from uh, leaders. Uh, and it's nice that it's unsolicited feedback. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's my favorite kind. Yeah. And uh, they're telling us, first of all, they like the content. And uh, they like the length of it, actually, you know, that it's about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And uh, they really appreciate that. And uh, we have some uh, pastors who are listening to the podcast with their entire staff. Wow. And uh, working through what things I say. together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you better be. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we're getting wonderful feedback. And yeah. that's really exciting. I've heard it too. The very first one came out and someone approached me that during that week between the first one and the second one, she said, Hey, great podcast. That really, and the same thing, like it's really reaching where I am. It's answering questions. I'm actually asking, uh, one person said it's actually given a voice to the question I was afraid to ask. I didn't, mm. I didn't even want to ask it, but you did. And I got to kind of eavesdrop on a conversation and got my answers. So, uh, here we are on the 10th one. And I, and I love the topic because I think it's such a crucial question. And that is, uh, you know, when you're considering a transition, when you're considering leaving a pastorate, you're considering, you know, moving over, taking a, a pastorate, putting your name in the ring. I know a lot of transitions going on right now in churches, and and I think the the turnover rate, if you will, the number of leaders that come and go during the course of a decade, is on the increase. That yeah. people are staying shorter amounts of time. They're asking these questions more often, and I think we'd agree that sometimes they they arrive at very poor conclusions that causes them to go to stay whatever so today uh, as promised we're going to have some conversation about um, questions to ask ourselves a little self-analytical time uh, before we make a major transition tell us a little bit about about your thoughts today so jim i uh hear probably i don't know two or three times a week hmm. i hear from somebody saying john i can't take the pressure anymore yeah i'm thinking about resigning um uh, I'm, these are lead pastors who are feel desperate. Yeah. They're tired, emotionally beat up. They feel like they don't have any options in front of them, and they're just ready to run for the hills. Yeah. Um, and and my thought is, just as we get started here, is that the majority of pastors who leave for supposedly greener pastures do so prematurely. Yeah. Um, the waters get a little bit choppy. A few people get ornery. Uh, Growth isn't happening as fast as they think it should be, and and then mm. there's this temptation to bolt. And uh, yeah. and I often get the I get a, really a lot of these calls in July. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when everybody's up north, right? Right. I think you understand <laughs> yeah. uh, the thought process. But so many, and this is true, but so many of the guys just in July they think I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah. You know, and uh, they're very very discouraged. So. I think the question I'd like to us to answer today by uh, by sharing some questions pastors need to ask is this: Should I stay? Yeah. How can a pastor know should I stay or should I go? Right. Wow. Huge, huge topic. So give us some of those questions. We have several of them uh, to ask. Give us give us the number one thing when you talk about when you think about this topic. What's the number one question we should be asking ourselves? Okay. Here it is: Am I running away from or being sent to? <laughs> 
That's the first now, one. Question number one, do we have to be honest when we ask ourselves <laughs> these questions? That's yes. a tough one. Yes. Because the answer is, of course, I want to get out of pain, right? Pain, right. I put my hand on the stove. I don't want it to stay there. But I guess there's some things that God calls us to go through and, and not walk away from. Yeah. So, you know, the question is, is God calling you to a new season or do you simply want to get out of Dodge? Yeah. You know, so I, back about two and a half years ago, almost three years ago, Jim, I was serving in a part-time capacity as a campus, a multi-site campus pastor. Yeah. And the campus was doing well. Uh, we had a great group of leaders who were making that happen, but I, I sensed this deep yearning to get back to uh, full-time with Converge Coaching, and uh, I approached our pastor about the upcoming transition. I was sensing everything. The campus was going fantastic. Yeah. No people problems, believe it or not. No people yeah. issues. Um, but it was just time to give my full attention to my primary right. assignment. I wasn't running away from problems. I was being sent back once again toward my life's calling. So so if our primary reason for wanting to leave or considering a departure is I just want to get out of here, right. I think I would advise you to take caution because that's not enough of a reason to right. jet. You know, I've heard people say one of the reasons for the divorce rate, if you will, is that we, we begin dating in seventh grade, and when it gets hard, we, we break up. When it gets hard, we break up. Now it's ninth grade. Now it's 11th grade. Now I'm in college. It gets hard. We break up. Now we get married, and there's a cycle of when it gets hard, we end it. You know, um, I think that's true in the in the corporate world. If you work at McDonald's or you're a plumber or, you know, I mean, sometimes the job does get so hard right. that we don't want to do it anymore. I mean, we want to get ourselves out of pain. We have compassionate friends around us that say, well, why don't you just quit? I, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just end the pain, you know? Um, I think pastoring a church is different, though, right? It's not a job. It's actually a, an agreement between you and the Lord to care for people um in, in an obedient way it's right. so we got to think of, of is it true or false in your mind that when we think about pastoring it really is more of a marriage than it is uh, a dating relationship does that seem true or is that too strong um uh, that's a great question i i would lean more toward it being a marriage than a dating for sure yeah um i don't know if i want to go 100 percent right till death do us part because they'll kill you yeah right because <laughs> the truth is that there are some situations that are so toxic yeah. and dehumanizing right. that you may need to get out. Right. Um, and I, I've walked through several of those with mm-hmm. some of my clients before, and uh, they legitimately needed right. to be in a new place. But mm-hmm. again, those were the exception, not the rule. Right, right. So I, I think when it comes to obedience, really we're, we're supposed to finish. We're not really supposed to quit. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're, if we're not finished, we're not finished, regardless of how painful right. it is. Give us another question to ask. What, what other things should we be considering within our own hearts and souls as we, we try to navigate this? So here's the second one. Do I still have vision for the church I serve along with the energy and new ideas to carry it out? Mm-hmm. Um, and if the answer to that is yes, then stay the course. Huh. You know, figure out how to deal with whatever people problems you're, you're, you're having. Um, if the answer to that question of do I still have vision is no, it's possible a transition is, is uh, looming. Yeah. But don't rush the process. Now, take time to pray and journal and seek advice. Good. Uh, I, I never thought I would help as many guys through transition as I'm helping now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised by it, Jim. I, 
I, I never thought that I would be doing that kind of work, but we've probably right now have a dozen clients wow. that we are working with that are in some stage okay. of transition. So we encourage them to pray, to journal, to seek yeah. God, obviously, to seek counsel, uh, to to not rush uh, the process. And, uh, you know, after they kind of work their way through that, here's some of the conclusions they would come to. Some of them say, nope, I'm supposed to stay. Right. And and they do that. What percentage, just off the top of your head, what percentage say, oops, I, leaving was a was a wrong thought and I, I, I wasn't supposed to do that? I want to say probably about 50%. Right. Okay. So it's about it's 50-50 and someone's listening to this right now, statistically or experientially, really the thought to quit is wrong 50% of the time then. Yeah. Once, once examined, once counseled, once reviewed. Yes. Wow, that that's a much larger percentage than I would have thought. To yeah. be honest with you, yeah. And that's anecdotal, right? It's not. Yeah. It's not. Those are my clients, but I would say about fifty percent end up staying. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So what they needed was encouragement, help, instruction, friendship, right? Uh, a day off, uh, yes. something else balanced in their life. And once once other parts of them got healthy, they realized leaving was was another symptom of not being healthy, not not God's will for their life. And that raises a good point. I think sometimes guys want to leave just because they're exhausted. Yeah. And and they need they need some time off. <laughs> Guilty. I, honestly, like what the 7 years ago I had that complete burnout and resigned to uh, my wife and to my presbyter and had not yet told my family or my congregation or anything, but I was I was done and waiting once I found someone to take that position from me. Um, you know, I, I, I had every reason to leave and it wasn't until we went away for three or four days to Phoenix in February for a conference. Someone had already paid for us to go on or I would have never gone all of a sudden sunshine, sleeping in, holding my wife's hand. We came back completely changed and, you know, and the Lord spoke to us too. It wasn't right. just that. Um, but it was, it was such a, to take a few days off in the sunshine in February, we had a hundred degree change. We went from 20, we went from 80 degrees when we left to 20 below zero when we got back. And I, I tell you what, if God hadn't spoken to me, I just stayed on the plane and gone back to Phoenix. It was that <laughs> bad. Well, before we run out of time, give us give us another one. What other questions should we be asking ourselves? So here's the third one. Have I learned here what God wanted me to learn? Yeah. Um, I think, and I don't think this, I, I believe I know this, hmm. that God is more committed to our character development than he is our comfort. Right. And he uses this role of pastor uh, to help a congregation mature in its faith, but also to help the pastor and him or herself mature yeah. in their faith. And and I look at lead pastoring especially like a vice. It's it's a role that God uses to squeeze us, to, <laughs> to, to push up into our conscious awareness issues yeah. like people-pleasing, insecurity, yeah. fear. And he does that because he loves us, right. and he wants to heal those fractured parts of our lives. So... Before you leave, ask God, have I learned in this current mm. assignment what you wanted me to learn? Right. And if no clear answer comes, that might be a signal to you that there's something left for you to learn at your right. current post. So Even that would be my hard. third one. Right. Even, Even though, though it's hard. hard. Yep. Yeah. And, and remembering that God doesn't waste and everything we go through prepares us for the next thing that God has for us. Not, you know, It's not a bad thing. It prepares us for the thing. We're, it isn't faith. It's tested faith that develops perseverance. That's right. You know? All right. What's what's number four? Number four, am I flying solo or do I have a team helping me process this decision? Oh, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you ever needed a coach or mentor, transition time is it. 
Right. Uh, I mean, you could try to make the transition alone, but why would you? Right. In my opinion, there are very few leaders, if any, that can really make a healthy transition in a vacuum. Being able to talk through the inputs of your decision, yeah. uh, bouncing ideas off of people who you know will tell you the truth, and having a team of people around you who are praying for you just makes too much sense to me. Right, right. So that would be my fourth one. Right. And I think, don't people normally start to talk about the, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks? So we're going to be talking to people about, the. oh, I'm just thinking about quitting. I'm thinking about... I mean, that will come out, but be careful you don't just tell that to your barber, right? That's that right. Strategically putting people that love you, that love the Lord, that are not in a position to hurt you with this information. Again, like a coach, one of the things that, that started our relationship was you were not in my congregation, you were not on my staff, you were not district supervising me, you were you were a friend that I could fire <laughs> at any given That's moment right. yep. and, and, and that I trusted, and the, having that other person outside my marriage, that other person outside my staff, that other person outside my district where I could just say what I wanted to say without having to shield it was huge and, and helping me through the transitions after I regained my sanity a little bit. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and then the last one, you said there's five. Yeah, here it is. And this is, am I committed to the decision? You know, the Bible tells us, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And uh, I'll give you an example. On a few occasions during my 20 years in the marketplace, <clears throat> Uh, I left one company to join another, and every time my boss at the company I was leaving tried to talk me out of it mm. and even sweeten the deal, I refused to let him sway me back. Right. When pastors allow themselves to be talked out of a decision to leave mm. uh, by their board or anybody else, they plant a seed of doubt in their board's mind right. about their intentions from that moment on. So once you make a well-informed, fully thought-out, and prayerful decision to leave, and you make that known to your board, I advise no turning back. Yeah, it's over. No matter yeah. what counteroffer is made. Right. So that would be the fifth one. You know, am I fully committed to this decision? And if you are, you make it, and you don't look back. Yeah, and and that that puts the pressure on you to make a quality decision too, yeah, it does. right? It's not a hey guys, I'm just I don't know, I'm just feeling like maybe it's time for a. Like, that's not even fair, relationally. Right. That's not mature. That's not responsible. That is a, yeah, I think you can say that to the close friend, confidant, yes. your doubts and fears. But not but to your board. I wouldn't board. go to your board with that unless you're 100% sure this yeah. is what, well, I don't even know if you're going to be 100% sure of anything. Yeah. But let's say you're 95% sure, yeah. and you know once you let that cat out of the bag, you're not looking back. You're not, gonna, you're not going to backpedal. Right, that. right, yeah. Good. Well, thanks for that. Five questions that we were to ask ourselves before a major transition. I, I, I think those are brilliant, and obviously they come from experience. I, you know, I, I've resigned three times in 32 years of ministry, and they were from three youth pastorates. I've, I've never resigned from the senior pastorate. So there, there's not a lot of experience here. And right. so having someone who walks people through this is so helpful, and we, we appreciate that. Um, number 11 is coming up here next week. Can you give us a little taste of what we're, we can expect for next week? Sure. It's called How to Be Passionate About Your Calling Without Being Driven. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's you know, a difference between yes. passionate and driven. Pastors and other ministry leaders are some of the most adrenaline-driven people on planet Earth. And uh, I think we can confuse passion for our calling with adrenaline mm -hmm. addiction. So we're going to talk about how to be passionate without being driven, how to be devoted to a cause without becoming devoured Ooh, by that good. cause. You should write that in Latin and tattoo that on my arm. Okay. Devoted without being devoured. Maybe we'll do that later. There, there is the balance. Good. Yeah, well, John, thank you so much for your wisdom, your experience sharing it here. 
uh, with us on Leading from Alignment. And if anybody has any questions or follow-up or you'd like to have a more extended conversation with John, you can reach out to him at convergecoach.com. Uh, you can comment on the uh the, the feedback section right below this podcast today. Uh, hit like, hit share, and you'll change the world. We appreciate all of our listeners praying for you out there and hope that you have a great day leading from alignment. Mm-hmm.